Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode numero 16 of the Nordcast. It is Wednesday, February 22nd. I am your host, Nord97 here, a.k.a. Evan, joined here with Carter, who's munching on some grub. What do you got, Carter? You know, uh, first off, hello. Uh, we got some cheeseburger rice. We got, you know, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of ground beef, some bacon, and some pickles. And I'm obviously high. rice. It's actually so fire iconic nordcast meal and then we're joining here with jack too how you doing jack hey good good all right well episode food? number 16 what okay. i asked him if he had food oh okay. I, I don't have any food right now no i don't either uh it's yeah, episode number 16 um we went on a little bit of a hiatus um obviously a lot of stuff happened i turned 16 so that was that was fun uh but yeah a lot of trades happened uh since we last talked uh, I don't think we've talked since the Bo Horvat deal. So that's how long ago it's been uh, since we have talked. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start off with the uh, the Vladimir Tarasenko deal and the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers acquired forward Vladimir Tarasenko with 50% salary retained. Uh, and as well as that, defenseman Nico Mikola. And in exchange, the Blues acquired the forward Sammy Blay, defenseman Hunter Skinner, a 2023 first and a 2024 Fourth. First off, let me mention how the Blues, they're going to get a huge haul. Like, th- like they already have gotten a huge haul. Uh, they already have three first-round picks in this in this deep draft alone. And then as well as that, too, they got Ivan Barbashev on the market, who is a sec- who could get as high as a second-round pick. Maybe a first if you're lucky. And then as well as that, too, Kona Pareko has been rumored to be moved, and they could get a first for him for sure. So they could end up with as high as five first-round picks in this year's draft. And that's just unbelievable, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, what were your guys' initial thoughts when this trade happened? Because I know, it, I think we were all in school when this happened, but pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, I think I was in school. And uh, I wasn't expecting them to trade O'Reilly. Uh, but I mean, really, we're seeing this kind of turn into a St. Louis Blues rebuild, which uh, nobody really expected. Uh, so yeah, like, like you mentioned, potentially like five first-round draft picks, already three. Uh, that's just kind of crazy to think about. Like coming into the year, they're one of the favorites. Uh maybe even to win the central division. And now uh, they're kind of going into a rebuild here. So just uh, weird to see uh, the position they're in now. And uh, maybe they'll just try to build up for the future at this point. So, Carter? Yeah. Uh, like looking at like both their trades. Well, I guess, which which trade are we on? Because Jack talked about Ryan O'Reilly. We're on that, we're on you the brought up Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Here, I'll, I'll I'll read the O'Reilly deal while we're at it. Um, yeah, let's so, just do the O'Reilly. Deal. Oh wait, we were talking about Tarasenko. Yeah, it, it's fine. Oh it's my bad, up, my bad. Wake up, wake up, wake up. The Tar- well, <laughs> I was gonna say because like the O'Reilly deal happened at like eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I switched yeah, the I was two. Like, Tarasenko, Tarasenko was like, was this deal happened at school. I'm like looking at the trade tracker. I'm like, oh, uh, well, yeah. Jack's talking about the O'Reilly deal. That yeah, one <laughs> that was like I was that was like after like a five hour work shift. I got home from work. <laughs> was it like, yeah, that's right. Like, I switched. I switched them up. Yeah, it's fine. Anyways, the O'Reilly deal. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs acquired forward Ryan O'Reilly with fifty percent salary retained, as well as that too. They acquired forward Josh Piller from Minnesota, and then defenseman Nola Chari. In exchange, the Blues acquired forward Adam Gaudet, forward Mikhail Abramov, a 2023 first, a 2023 third, and a 2024 second. And then the Wild, who helped retain Ryan O'Reilly's contract, uh, got a 2025 fourth-round pick. So, yeah, uh, obviously, going back to the Tarasenko deal, we're kind of going all over the place. But going back to the Tarasenko trade, um, obviously, that trade was really good for the Rangers. Um, Absolute steal. Trading him for... 
getting Tarasenko for virtually um, a bottom six forward who actually, I didn't even know this. He didn't even score a goal with the Rangers in like the time period that he was with them um, since the Buchnevich deal. Uh, they acquire, they trade, they get Tarasenko for basically a depth forward, um, a B-level prospect, a first and a fourth, which that's like a really good trade uh, for the Rangers, 100%. And they acquire some depth too in Nico Mikola. It's a really good deal, um, 100%. Um, and it's definitely helped out the Rangers so far, and Tarasenko's definitely performed. So I'll go back to Carter. Carter, what are your thoughts on this Tarasenko trade? I apologize. No, it's it's 100% good. We can blame Jack. It's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the Tarasenko deal, definitely a great trade for the Rangers. It adds a good amount of scoring for them. Really makes them look a whole lot scarier. Um, looking at them, and what they gave up is, honestly, I find like pr- decently fair, especially for a guy like Tarasenko. Um, I really like this deal for the New York Rangers, even for the Blues too. Like, this is a solid deal. You're getting that first round pick. You're getting Sammy Blass, who's a pretty decent player. He just hasn't really found his game yet, I don't think. I, I think he can definitely find it with the Blues too. But um, yeah, definitely, I, I think a great trade for both sides there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a pretty good deal overall. I, I like I like it a lot for the Rangers, hundred percent. Uh, going back to Jack, what are your thoughts on the Tarasenko deal? Not the O'Reilly deal, the Tarasenko Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, Tarasenko this time. Yeah, I'll, like you guys said, I like it um, for the Blues a lot. Or, I mean, uh, sorry, for the Rangers a lot. And I, I also like it for the Blues. Um, like I mentioned earlier, they're kind of going into a rebuild here. So they get a couple uh, good um, assets there. And then um, for the Rangers, uh, another top six guy that really knows how to play. And uh, I think he already has some chemistry with Panarin, which is good to see. And um, uh, you, you mentioned before we started recording um, Kane. Uh, Rangers still being in on Kane. And uh, so if they can get Kane, I think this is the top team in the East, to be honest with you. I think that's the team to beat. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Um, the Rangers are, as of like an hour ago, uh, before this podcast was even recorded, the Rangers are still reportedly in on Patrick Kane, which can you imagine – if if they make it work, it's gonna take a lot. Of, but if but if they can make it work, imagine a team with Tarasenko, Panarin, Zibanejad, Kane. Oh my God, a lot of star power. Yeah, like that that team could go far. Like yeah. I'm, like that's a, that's a scary group. That's a like, scary looking group. Originally, like I think the Rangers could make the Cup Finals, but like if they get Kane, they're they're for sure and even they have an even greater chance. Hundred percent. I'd hammer their cup odds. Yeah, I I mean like I've always been against them too because what happened last year in last year's playoffs they kind of got some may argue they cheated their way to the second round or the third round, but this year if they can get Kane that's a, that's a superstar team and that's a team that could win championships, hundred percent and this would be the year to win it definitely because obviously you know you have Tarasenko expiring and Mikola expiring but really apart from that. They don't have that many free agents that are off the books. Um, the Rangers really don't this offseason. So this really is the year to win it, and they could honestly get some pretty solid returns, potentially, uh, contract-wise for some of these players. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, moving on to the Toronto deal. Uh, we always talked about the O'Reilly trade. Uh, on Toronto's end, their center core is so deep now. It's unbelievably deep. You got, what is it, Matthews? First line center, you got Tavares, second line center, and then O'Reilly, third line center. That's not what they're going to do. I saw they moved 
not Tarasenko. Yeah, Tarasenko. They moved Tavares <laughs> over to the wing. Yeah, Tarasenko is on the Leafs now, guys. Um, but yeah, like this, it. I mean, like O'Reilly's stats in St. Louis aren't good. Okay, and there's really not that many St. Louis players that have good stats. Um, right now because their team has just been so awful. Um, but he's definitely a really solid playoff player, and I think he had 12 points in 12 playoff games last season with the Blues. Uh, so he's definitely a really good playoff player, and he definitely brings toughness, um, 100%. And he also brings the defensive capabilities, the Selkie, um, type play. So yeah, definitely a really good trade here for Toronto. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts? No, I don't. No, no, I don't uh, have a whole lot, but yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then obviously the Minnesota then they really didn't get much in return, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, now we'll move on to another Rangers trade. Um, it's the Tyler Mott deal. Uh, the Rangers acquired forward Tyler Mott from the Ottawa Senators uh, in exchange for forward Julian Gossier and a 2023 seventh. I don't think this is really that big of a trade. Obviously, Mott was on this team last year. Really solid depth forward. He was good in last year's playoffs. Uh, for the Rangers, was a really good PK guy. Uh, one of my favorite players to watch during that run with the Rangers, 100%. Uh, so, yeah, really not that big of a trade. I can't imagine you guys have thoughts on this. Do you guys know who no, Tyler Mott is? I mean, yeah, I've they, heard of him. You've heard of him? Yeah, they kind of always just seem to go out and get him. So, yeah, it just, it just makes sense that he's back with the Rangers. It's just one of those, like, pointless death trades that we kind of have to talk yeah. about. Well, it's not pointless, but, like... Uh, and then there was also two trades that happened a few <laughs> hours before this podcast. Uh, is being recorded. The Vegas Golden Knights acquired defenseman Deason Mayo uh, in exchange. The Coyotes acquired defenseman Shea Weber's LTIR contract. It's not that Weber's going to play on the Coyotes. It's his contract. Uh, then a 2023 fifth-round pick. You got to think that they're making this move and they put Mark Stone on LTIR. <laughs> you got to think that maybe something else is coming here for Vegas because they, have, they put Mark Stone on LTIR. I think they have about $10 million in cash space now. So they do have something to work with. It's a possibility. I haven't seen them interested in anybody, but it's a possibility that they could go out and get somebody like Patrick Kane, for example. I just don't. <laughs> Kaner. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? Okay, Kaner. Um, Kaner. <coughs> yeah, yeah, Kaner. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but like the only issue is though they really don't have that many assets to really move, and then obviously working that cap around. But imagine Kane with Eichel. Like that's that that would be crazy. American um, duo right there. Yeah. And then they can also get like a defenseman too. Chickering's on the market, obviously. Uh, but yeah. Uh, then Chicago and Ottawa made a trade. The final trade uh, we'll talk about here. Um, we'll let Jack talk about his thoughts. He probably has little to no thoughts because Zaitsev's a liability. Uh, the, Blackhawks acquired... <laughs> the Blackhawks acquired defenseman Nikita Zaitsev and a 2023 second and a 2026 fourth in exchange for, your, for future considerations. Um, obviously, I mean, the Blackhawks want to gain draft picks, so that's a pretty good uh, deal for them. But, Jack, what do you think about this as a Blackhawks fan? Yeah, I, I like the draft picks. I think it's more of just a cap dump for Ottawa, if anything. And then um, we'll probably see uh, Zaitsev get moved at the deadline as well, uh, maybe for a late-round pick. Uh, so, yeah, I like it for the Hawks. And, uh, yeah, you gain those draft picks, like you said. That's what you want if you're the Hawks right now. Uh, so yeah, I like it. Yeah, that too. There could be that could be also a sign of more to come uh for the Ottawa Senators because they've been in on Jacob Chikrin, they've been in on Vladislav Gavrikov, they've been in on some other players this year's deadline. Maybe just maybe. I don't think they'll go on a playoff push or make the playoffs, but 
it's for sure a possibility. Uh, so we'll see. But we'll get into the playoff race later when we talk about this team. Uh, anyways, you guys got anything else about these trades? Nope. All right. No. Besides, besides oh, for the two more to come. ones, there's not a whole lot to say. Yeah, really. Those those other three aren't that big of a deal. Yeah. They're still, they're still worth mentioning. Uh, moving on to headlines now. Uh, there's apparently a Vladislav Gavrikov trade in place. Uh, supposedly, they're holding him out of the lineup. Uh, but apparently, the other team must make a move. Uh, for that trade to happen. Um, and I and it's been linked that it's the Boston Bruins potentially that's going to get Gavrikov. Um, because there's been rumors that Craig Smith could be on the move. But really, that's kind of all up in the air right now. That's kind of just speculation. We really don't have too much information on that. And the Bruins are also still in on Jacob Chikrin. So really, it's kind of up in the air right now. So, yeah. Um, Luke Shen is scratched uh, due to trade-related reasons as well. We're seeing a lot of defensemen um, definitely be on the move this year's deadline. They're obvi- That's obviously a very much-needed thing. Uh, but yeah, Luke Shen, solid defender for the Canucks. I forget what he holds. Like, I think it's like the most hits by a defenseman is like the record that he holds or it's it's not block shots because that's uh, Chris Russell or whatever. But yeah, um, anyways, uh, Barzal. And this is this is this kills the Islanders. I wish we had Bartner on to talk about this, but Barzal is injured. Um, he is out yeah. with a lower body injury that kills him. Yeah, um, it really does. And we were talking about how in our previous podcast about how, you know, the Islanders making this Bo Horvat deal, it's definitely a big risk. Um, this really doesn't improve their odds. They are in the second wildcard spot as of right now, but can't really see it. Are they beating the Jets right now, Carter? I was watching that game before we started recording. Oh, I have absolutely no idea. I saw they're up 1-0. one nothing. Wait, uh, the Islanders, weren't they up 1-0? No, the Jet, okay, Jets are losing 2-1. The Islanders are winning 2-1. 45 seconds left. It's game over. Oh, yeah, well. there's, yeah. The Islanders are about over. to, oh they're, oh, they're in the first wild card spot now. My apologies. Yeah. But they, they are, like, doing very well. But obviously, there's a lot of teams there that are in the wild card race. Some may even argue, like, teams as far back as Ottawa are still in uh, the playoff race. So, really, it's it's really competitive right now when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely going to kill the Blackhawks hundred percent. Um, yeah, damn it. Blackhawks. I mean, I, don't <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, my, my mind's just everywhere. Um, yeah. we got an interesting story here that I wanted to read. Um, Martin Cott or Cout or however you say his last name has apparently requested a trade five times in the last five years. So let me read this report here. Um, new San Jose Sharks forward Martin Cout has, told the media today that before his team debut, he requested a trade from the Avalanche probably five times during his time in Colorado. He was a 2018 sixth overall, 16th overall pick, and instead he found out about the trade from Tomas Hurdle, who called him before either GM when the deal was made. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, like, he hasn't really panned out to the level that he was going to be. So like, I really don't, I mean, like, is, is it his fault that he that he requested a trade five times and the Avalanche just didn't trade him? Is it his fault? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, no. be better at hockey. I, I don't, I want to be one of those people. But, like, <laughs> be better at hockey. I mean, like, that's kind of honestly, like, how it goes, really. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and then one last piece of news here. Um, there really isn't too much headlines, um, unless if we go into, like, rumors. Uh, Jonathan Taze is reportedly staying with the Chicago Blackhawks 
um, and will not be traded. Now, this is not a guarantee that he's going to stay with the team after free agency. He could still very well get dealt, uh, but definitely he's not going to get dealt during the trade deadline. Uh, Taze was dealing with like COVID-19 symptoms and he's been out in and out of the lineup. So obviously if you wanted to trade him, you really wouldn't get a return back for him anyways. So that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, but yeah, Jack, what do you think about that? Yeah. Taves obviously had the chronic illness back in 2020, 2021. Yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, so I think it's just a lasting effect. Obviously, it hasn't been the same. Uh, the point production was there at the beginning of the year, and then it really died down since. And, uh, yeah, just the uh, COVID effects uh, have put them out since uh, late January, I think it's been. Uh, so, yeah, it just it sucks to see. And, um, yeah, obviously, he was probably going to get traded if it wasn't for this. So, yeah, now he's going to stay. Uh, we get to keep our captain. That's that's a good thing, I guess. Uh yeah, I'll probably leave in free agency or retire. I think retirement is probably his main option right now. So, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much interest around him anyways, though. So, like, yeah. I really couldn't see that big of a trade. The only team that I've seen maybe is actually either the Seattle Kraken or the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I saw uh, Jets for sure. But I I think I've talked. I think Carter has talked because Carter's a Jets fan. Obviously, he's talked multiple times on the podcast about how that would not be a very good move. Uh, for Winnipeg. So, yeah, uh, that's it for headlines. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have a brutal cough, and my throat has been very mean to me today. Uh, moving on to trending players. Uh, David Pasternak has reached the 40-goal plateau. This is the third time in his career. Now, I think we've talked about this before in, like, an over-under, but do you guys think that Pasternak could get 60 goals? How many games are left in the season? Um, let me take a look. Let me let me check. I'll, I'll check. I'll check. Give me one second. Because yeah, uh, I, the Bruins have played fifty six, so there's twenty six games left. If my math is correct, yes. Yeah, so the there's a there's a there. Eh. Hold on, they they have yeah they played fifty six. Definitely, oh. definitely, it's possible. I'll take I'll take the over. You'll take the. He's over. got forty one currently. Yeah, forty one. If he if he pops off, if he plays absolutely insane for these last couple of games. Yeah, for sure he gets sixty. Uh, he's not. I think he actually has. He might have more goals than McDavid now, or just as many. Uh, I could be wrong on that statement, though. Does he? Uh, I I have no idea, but I just did the math. Uh, and he is on pace for exactly sixty. I know we hate the whole on pace thing, um, but he's currently, if he plays how he has, he's on pace. Yeah, and here yeah. come the knock over Matthews arguments. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, Connor McDavid additionally made, um, some headlines as trending players. Uh, he has a hundred points in 56 games played. The crazy thing is, is that like, he's done this before. Like <laughs> that's insane. Like the, the, the fact that he's done it before in less games too is unreal. Uh, simply. Uh, and then he's also reached 800 career points. The fifth fastest player to do that. Insane. Um, he could he could go down as one of the best. Um, he already has he already is one of the best. He could go down as like insane, especially like if he keeps pushing towards that point total. Uh, but yeah, uh, one last trending player here, Carter. You got something to say? Uh, no, but I'm just gonna say. Thankfully, I wasn't talking because uh, you guys both froze. So oh yeah, the, the yeah. Wi-Fi, the Wi. I saw your Wi-Fi was really bugging. So yeah, yeah we, we tried is... say that in advance. Carter's Wi-Fi has not been good to him today. Uh, anyways, no. now, um, the final trending player I have is Jacob Markstrom, and it isn't for a good reason why he's trending. Um, he, he's played 12 games this season. I, that kind of shocks me. I felt, I thought he played more, but 
in three out of 12 games this season, Jacob Markstrom has only three games with a .900 save percentage and higher. That is absolutely brutal, uh, especially for a player who played incredible last season. That's brutal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that really de- – he hasn't played He hasn't played 12 games. He's played I drafted 12. him in fantasy too. He's played 38 games, so I might have that number wrong, but he's only had three games with a .900, which is yeah. crazy. That's horrible. Um, so, yeah, that yeah. definitely goes to show why the Flames haven't been very good this season. So, yeah. yeah, that's probably the main reason too. Yeah. Uh, so those are your trending players. We're going to move on to game of the week now where I'm going to let Carter take it away. Well – Honestly, I was looking when I was looking at this, there wasn't a whole lot of games that really like stood out to me as like this is a game that I like I'm going to go right out of my way and watch. There there's a couple like decent games um this week. The one game that I would probably watch is uh February 26th at a uh, 6 Central so 7 Eastern. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Seattle Kraken. Both are they are about 8 points in difference uh in the standings. Both teams have been pretty solid as of late. Um, so definitely, if I, if I was going out of my way to watch a game, it'd be probably this one this week. Yeah, then obviously Toronto acquiring Ryan O'Reilly too. I also forgot to mention, um, in the game against Buffalo, I should have added this into trending players, but O'Reilly scored his first goal <laughs> and his first hat-trick uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Buffalo Sabres. So, yeah, I, I forgot to mention that. That just came up into my head. Uh, but yeah, we're going to take a little break here real quick and then we will get back to, um, finish up this pod. Okay, everyone. Welcome back. So we're going to talk about the Washington Capitals. Um, they are a team that really is kind of just out there. Um, honestly, we got a lot to talk about here. We got a lot to unravel because they're kind of at a crossroads. Um, when it comes to this trade deadline, they could go like three different ways. They could either just ride it out. They could buy in or they could just sell. It's definitely a possibility. Um, currently, they are 28, 25, and 6 for 62 points. They are 3, 7, and 0 in their last 10, and they're on a five-game losing streak, one of those being in the stadium series to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they are currently out of they are currently two points out of a wild card spot, um, which may not seem that bad. However, the other teams that are still in the playoff race, including Ottawa, Pittsburgh, and Detroit. They're, they have three games in hand. And additionally, Buffalo, who is just two points behind the Capitals, are, have four games in hand. So obviously, you know, you have to win those games for those games to actually be good. But definitely having three to four games in hand over the Capitals is good for those teams, but not good for the Capitals whatsoever. Um, and as I said, they're kind of at a crossroads because they have $14.3 million in cap space um, as of right now. And all that comes from LTIR. And the biggest issue with this team is every defenseman besides John Carlson on the main roster is expiring. Every single defenseman. And the only two other defenders that they have under contract in the entire organization is Vincent Iorio and Lucas Johansson. Apart from that, they all their defensemen are expiring. So after this season, they have three defensemen in contracts uh, on under contract. So you have a real opportunity here to not only revamp the blue line, but kind of retool this team. Now, there, as I said, there's three different ways you can go at this. You can either buy in and try and acquire somebody, some asset at this year's deadline. You can just ride it out, 
see how it goes, which is probably the worst option of the three. Uh, and then you also have, you can sell. You can sell some of the players that are expiring because they could get a pretty hefty haul. I'm not saying St. Louis level haul, but they could definitely get some pretty good players uh, back in return for the guys that they got. Uh, let me just read out some of the players that could be of interest. You got Lars Eller, who could get some very good interest. Dmitry Orloff, who they have reportedly been trying to re-sign, but they could trade him. Uh, you got Connor Sheary. You got Marcus Johansson. And you got Nick, Yen Nick Jensen as well, uh, including a lot of those other players that are expiring on that blue line. Uh, they have a ton of options if they want to sell. Uh, virtually, they could get a lot of first-round draft picks, especially. And in a draft that is pretty deep and a team that, you know, has kind of been on the fall since they won that Stanley Cup. Uh, obviously, they lost in the first round in 2019. They lost in the... I, did they did they lose in the playing rounds in 2020? I can't even remember. Did they? Washington. Uh, they no, made they a were pass. One of the four teams that were safe. Oh yeah. Um, they lost to the Islanders in the yeah. first round, um, which was a pretty dominant series. They lost to the Bruins in the first round, and then they also lost to the Panthers in the first round. So this team has just been first round exits, uh, since they won that Stanley Cup. So a fallout is inevitable. They're they're eventually going to just fall out of the playoffs and not be good. I think if you wanted to pick a year where that would be the best, it would probably be this year. Honestly, if I'm them, I would sell. You got a, you got plenty of assets here that you can move. It's a very deep draft, too, and they don't have that deep of a prospect pool. The only notable players are Connor McMichael, who's been in the AHL, and then Henry Flapierre as well. Apart from that, you really don't have that many notable players that are, that are really good prospects. So if I'm them, I sell what you got. And I look at the draft, acquire as many good prospects as possibly can, and kind of just ride it out. Maybe go make some moves in free agency. Maybe this team can be better off. And really, at this point, they're not even trying to go for a cup, in my opinion. They're just trying to get Ovechkin that record. That's that's kind of what I virtually think they're trying to do. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I stand with the Capitals right now. I think they should sell. And then, obviously, the Ovechkin situation with his father is definitely taking a toll on him. Uh, this could be the first season in a very long time where he scores less than 50 goals which is crazy. Um, but yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Whoever wants to go first, like, where do you, what do you guys think the Caps should do? Yeah, it's they're obviously in a tough spot. Um, they looked really bad in the stadium series game uh, Saturday. So I know they didn't have a Vetchkin, but still, that's really no excuse. Uh, it's also a good team, the Canes. But, I mean, you got to at least put up a fight in the, in the uh, games they have left. And, uh, yeah, Ovechkin coming back will obviously help them. I think the roster is built for the playoffs. As of right now, a lot of veteran guys on there that know how to win, know how to make it to the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, I think they will go on a push here, uh, to be honest with you, um, just because of the guys that they have, Oshie, Ovechkin, Wilson, Carlson, um, just guys like that. They know how to win. They know how to play together. Uh, they know what it, they know, uh, what, it, uh, what it takes. So we'll see. The only issue is, though, is that Backstrom went through that hip surgery. He has Yeah, been, Backstrom. He's got a minus 11. Tom Wilson went through, I think it was his back surgery, and that's proven before with many different players, Eric Lindros, for example, um, yeah. that like that you really can't recover from that. Um, he's not going to be the same player. He can play in the NHL, but he's not the same grit and forcer type player uh, that we've seen before. And then TJ Oshie, too, just hasn't been good. Um, really, he hasn't been. There's been a couple positives, like Dylan Strome's been all right. Um, but apart from that, I really there really hasn't been that month that many good positives. And they've obviously faced what feels like 
dozens of injuries over the past couple of of months and overall this season. So yeah, I can't see them buying. I can't see them really making a playoff push. It all does come down though to where they are come deadline. Um, I'm not saying that they should give up. If if they if it comes a time where they win out come Friday, come next Friday, trade deadline, March 3rd, then yeah, maybe they should try and buy in, get some players, maybe make a push for the playoffs. But even then though, what are you gonna do in the playoffs? Like really, that's that's kind of what I that's kind of how I see it. But anyways, Carter, okay. I'll give it to you. What do you think? I know you're doing your research right now, but give me your thoughts. Well, I, I'm I, I've finished my research, but uh, yeah, the, honestly, the Capitals aren't a team that I haven't really paid attention to really closely. I know kind of where they are in the standings. They're 20th in the league, and they are two points out of a playoff spot. But um, the two teams ahead of them have, I think, four games in hand on the Washington Capitals right yep. now. So. Uh, those two teams are the Detroit Red Wings, which are two points out of a playoff spot with four games in hand on Florida, and then Pittsburgh, who's one point out of a playoff spot with uh, two games or with four games in hand on uh, the Florida Panthers as well. Um, so yeah, I can't again. I can't really see them doing much um, for as far as a playoff push goes. Um, they're not really a team that I have high hopes for coming down to the wire at the end of the season here. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on what they're really going to do. As, as I mean, as you said, Norton, like it looks like they're just kind of going for Ovi's goal record, which honestly might be the only thing that's really worthwhile for Capitals fans right now. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, it would be time to go through, like, a retool slash rebuild. If they do it right, too. Like, if um Ted Leonson does this right, um, which he has done before, maybe they could be a solid team again as soon as next season. Um, but honestly, if I'm them, I'm trading away some of these players. You know, it's difficult because a lot of these players were a part of that cup run and they might be hard to let go of. And it's going to definitely be emotional for some Caps fans. But I think you'd be the right move. Um, and then as well as I've said a couple times, this draft, this this upcoming draft is really deep. Um, so and they have a possibility of getting a top 10 top 10 pick if they sell the deadline and they just tank. If they just don't play very good, they could get a top 10 pick. Um, which could prove worthwhile for them. But yeah, um, we'll we'll obviously see uh, what the Capitals will do. They're obviously one of those very interesting teams, obviously in that wild card race. There's a lot of talk there. Uh, it's, it's a really, really heated race right now. But yeah, if the Capitals keep playing like they are, they could fall out of it, um, especially if Buffalo wins a couple more games and Pittsburgh gets ahead of them. And it, they're, they're in a terrible spot right now, but they need to... Pr- but as long as well as like having to win, they need to pray that these teams lose their games that they have in hand, especially. Um, they're not the only team that's in that situation, too. Uh, the Florida Panthers have actually played more games than all those teams that we've mentioned. Um, but they actually have the easiest schedule um, or one of the easiest schedules to end off the season. So, yeah, uh, that's all I got for Capitals. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on the Washington Capitals and what they should do? Yeah, I like what you said about um... – if they win out before the trade deadline, then they, they go out and get someone. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got for Capitals. Uh, that's all we got. But um, anyways, I'm going to turn it over to Carter because he wanted to talk about some Timo Meyer rumors before we wrap up this podcast. Uh, we got about 10 minutes because Carter has to leave for Beer League. That's yeah. Fun. <laughs> Carter, are you going to score tonight? Uh, I'll, I'll try. If I do, I'll let you boys know. But. Yeah, I'll, 
I'll post it on I'll post it on the Instagram if you do. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> I'll find I'll find the footage for it too. Carter Rashad scores a highlight real goal. All right, anyway, um, moving it's on. just an empty netter. <laughs> I mean, that's, Anyways, that's all. Yeah, that's, so that's all of Ovechkin's goals for the majority of the season. That they've all most been. of them. It's either empty netters or one timers from his signature spot. But uh-huh. anyways, right. I digress. I digress. He's in the NHL. I'm not. Anyways, looking at a guy who has been very deep in trade rumors. Honestly, probably didn't even expect to really see him in trade rumors at the start of this season. Um, but kind of as time has gone on, he's a guy that has shown up in a lot of uh, rumors recently. And that is the guy of Timo Meyer. This guy is on a very, very struggling San Jose Sharks team. Uh, they currently sit eighth in the Western Conference right now at an 18, 29, and 11 record right now. San Jose Sharks not looking too good. But Timo Meyer. We know that he's an elite player. We know what he's capable of. He is having a little bit of a slower year. 31 goals, 21 assists for 52 points in 57 games. That's still um, wild, though. That's, it's that's it's still very good. A horrible team. So. Yeah, for a bad team, like it, it's it's still really really good. Um, but yeah, looking at him, there's a there's a there's like okay, I don't really know how many teams are like actually interested in Timo Meyer or just it's all speculation. I do have three te- two teams that I know for a fact um, are interested. I There's a bunch of other teams, but these were the just kind of the first ones that I kind of saw. Um, and then I have one team that I feel like could maybe make a run at him. So the first team that I have is uh, recently it came out that the St. Louis Blues have checked in on Timo Meyer. I, I this is a team that as we... I can't what's see. Up? Like, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I virtually no, cannot see why that would be good. Like, yeah, but here, here's the thing. They are entering a little bit of a rebuild. Timo Meyer can definitely help that, especially when you have guys like Jordan Kyrou on that team as well. Um, like, I mean, yeah, they're still, but do you think like, Meyer would want to go from a rebuilding team to a rebuilding team? Like, I, I can't. Here's the thing. St. Louis, St. Louis is a little bit further ahead in my eyes in a rebuild than the San Jose Sharks are in my eyes. So maybe that's it. I don't think he actually does want to go, but at the end of the day, it's not really his choice. Not really. Again, he's a restricted free agent. He has really no say in where he goes because he's not on any no trade clause or anything like that. Again, he can maybe try and pivot his way to where he wants to go and say, hey, I like, I want to go here or whatever. But at the end of the day, he doesn't really have much of a say. So St. Louis is a team that has definitely checked in on Timo Meyer. Not a team that I would really want to see him go to, um, but definitely a team that has checked in. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets... This is, uh, listen, you can say it's all bias. I don't really care. Um, the Winnipeg Jets are a team that I have seen in a lot of Timo Meyer rumors. Honestly, I feel like this is one that would maybe make the most sense because the Jets kind of do have the prospects. They have most of their picks. Um, so honestly, the Winnipeg Jets could be a team that could go reach out for him because he could actually be a piece that they need, especially if we're without Cole Perfetti for a little bit more time. But mainly, one guy that I did see uh, in a rumor from uh, Puck Empire, uh, one of the guys said that Cole Perfetti is a guy that could have to be moved in order to get Timo Meyer. And if that's the case, I'm not willing to do that. I, Cole I Perfetti, Perfetti, Cole Perfetti as a rookie has 30 points in 51 games. Yeah. Like he's only going to get better. He's also supposed to be like a bona fide. Like he's supposed to score some goals too. He's like supposed to be one of those. Type. Yeah. He is. He has been battling a pretty injury-riddled season. He's out for the second time uh, this season. 
Um, so really not good for, for him there. But one. Sorry. I, so, I, I keep interrupting you, but like 30 points ain't bad though for a rookie who's been hurt twice. No, for so. sure. Definitely not. No, I, I, I really do like Cole Perfetti. Um, he's a guy that if it does come down to Timo Meyer, Cole Perfetti, I will take Cole Perfetti. He's four years younger. And I think that he has a little bit better, a little bit more upside than Timo Meyer. But at the end of the day, if they're, if the Jets decide, Hey, we want to make a cup run. Now this guy helps more. Might have to say bye to Cole Perfetti as much well, as know, I don't want to. If you win the Stanley cup in June, then sure, maybe I'll turn my head and look the other way. But yeah. at the, at the yeah. end of the day, Cole Perfetti would really help this team out. Um, a guy in my eyes that I see as more realistic is Vili Hinola. He hasn't cracked the Jets lineup at all yet. He's been called up a couple times, but after he's been called up, he's been sent right back down. The Jets just have very decent like defensive depth that he hasn't really gotten much of a chance to really prove himself at the NHL level. When I've seen him play, he has looked pretty solid, I will admit. Um, so personally, I, I think he's probably one of the more realistic um, trade targets, I think, for uh, San Jose if they do decide Winnipeg's the option. Vili Hinola, I think, is the guy that the Jets would end up moving. Um, a guy that I would kind of want the Jets to move is uh, Logan Stanley. Um, oh, yeah. I don't... I don't really know. I don't really like a whole lot of his game. He's big, and that's pretty much all I've seen from him. I'm not a big fan of Logan Stanley's game, but it's okay. Um, so if if he is a guy, he has been pretty injury riddled this season, which does kind of suck. He ha- he is back though. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm like ninety percent sure he's back, unless he got hurt again. Um, yeah. But yeah, Logan Stanley is probably the guy that I would prefer the Jets to move out of everyone. But I think it's he's not really going to be getting moved. And then the last team, this is this is honestly, this is a team that I could honestly see making a push for him, and that is the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I I think I brought that I up. could see Buffalo doing this. Could you imagine I want that Buffalo. roster with Timo Meyer? Oh my god. I want Buffalo yeah. in the playoffs. Like yeah, I, I know the odds aren't very good because there's a couple other teams that are in the race, but like I want to see Buffalo make it, man. Like, yeah. yeah. They like, do have a lot of games in hand, though. They're four yeah. points out, and they have five games in hand on Florida. So, even then, though, like, Bo- they would probably play like Boston if they were like second wild card. But I still think that would be a fun series to watch. Oh, a hundred percent. Buffalo has been such a fun team to watch this season. They're so young, so talented, and they have like a lot of very good players on that team. So there's no pressure yeah. on. Them. Not to mention, there's no pressure. They're on prospects team. too. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, not at all. Because no one no one expected them to make it. We didn't have Buffalo ranked that high at all. We had them probably what yeah. seventh or eighth in their division. Yeah. A lot of, I, I think, think all we of us all had them like either seventh or I think one of us had them sixth. But um We had them yeah. bottom six for sure. Yeah. And, and look at this team. They're they have a chance at the playoffs. It's and they still not to mention most of their guys are all young. Most of them are on great contracts, and not to mention they still have prospects. Devin Levi just led his team. Their goaltending prospect just led his team to win the Bean Pot. He's probably one of the best goalies, maybe not the best, but one of the best goalies in college hockey right now. Buffalo is going to be a scary team in a couple of years, boys. Yeah. If they get Timo Meyer, oh my gosh, look out for this team because they are going to be very scary. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, to wrap up what you said, there's been a couple of the teams that I've seen interested. The Devils have definitely touched base on Meyer. Um, yeah. as well as that too, like the only issue is, uh, with that team is that they would probably have to make an extension. Like they would have to put an extension in place, uh, before they acquire Meyer, 
which really I don't see that being that good of a move because the Devils have a lot of free agents um, this coming this coming offseason. So they're definitely going to have to make some cap moves to make it work. Meyer would be a good move, obviously, but I'm not sure if I'm them. Uh, and then as well as that, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, too, have expressed interest. Um, but I also can't really see that either. They would be okay without an extension, though, but they also see him being a long-term player. So, yeah, you have anything else, Carter? No, I don't have anything. Jack, have you seen any rumors? Are your Blackhawks in on the Timo Meyer sweepstakes? <laughs> no, not at all. They're not in on anyone. <laughs> yeah, Jack, we got we me and Carter kind of took over for that. I oh yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get we'll give you the spotlight next podcast. But yeah, Carter's got to get. You just want to talk about the Blackhawks for twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll I mean, I could, but we'll give them some time to talk in the next pod because we're gonna do like a trade deadline preview. Probably. And Kane might be gone by then, so yeah, probably. Potentially. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, Carter, good luck tonight on your beer league game. Hopefully, Yeah, go- Carter. Go get him. But, yeah, anyways, thank, thank you, you all for listening or watching on this podcast. Make sure to let me know your thoughts in the comments below. If you are listening to us, please give us a good review. If you're watching, subscribe, comment, like. You know you know the jizz. You know, you know the jizz. You, you know the jizz. Yeah. You know the drill. <laughs> the, drill the drill, yeah. I, I, I'm not good with words. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, thank you all for listening, and we will see you guys in the next podcast. Adios.